Critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. Guys, welcome to the show. Settle down, everybody. Settle down. Settle down. Take it oh easy. Oh, my gosh. I am your host, Dr. Jesus. With me, as always, the one, the only, Justin Virgin Bat Evangelista. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. It's just oh. me. Uh, no, just me. no. Along. I want you to... Uh, I want you to put applause no, in there. There was applause. Don't worry. Hey, now. Along nope. with Justin, nice. none other than Dave Burles Berlin. Hey, listeners, you guys can cheer for me. Come on. It's Come true. On, it. Those all aren't <laughs> fake applause. That's real folks that are just setting in with us. Um, yes. Fellas, Live I just got back. I just got back from a weekend trip. Um... Weekend getaway. Where to? Where'd you go? Well, the real reason for my road trip is real boring, and I don't want to get in on it on the uh, on the show. So I'm actually going to make up a reason. Um, I was I was driving through North Carolina, um, delivering a secret formula of cheer wine that will be available on the market this spring. Have you guys? Wow. Yeah. How'd you get in on that? Cheer wine's pretty good. You've had cheer wine. You've. In there, yeah, not. a delicacy, dude. A delicacy. There's like this one girl that doesn't that likes uh, cherry Pepsi, but she doesn't like cheer wine. Like, what's the? Po- that, what I was about to say that's the exact same thing, man. It's a cherry, a black cherry yeah. soda. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. North Carolina original made in Salisbury, North Carolina, in 1917. But anyways, how'd you get signed on that freaking secret uh, mission? Well. I don't go into the details, mainly because I didn't make those details up for he the show. He didn't come up with yes, any. <laughs> exactly. Dang it. I thought you were you were elaborate No, <laughs> I was not, because that, that wasn't the main point of the story. The main point of the story was what actu- actually right. happened on this uh, trip. I'm on the interstate in North Carolina, and all of a sudden, I get stopped by traffic. Stopped by traffic. And I don't mean, like, slowed down in traffic. I mean stopped and I've got no exits coming up for several miles it's look like I gotta tough this thing out so I'm slowly creeping down the interstate two hours barely moving the whole time checking my phone I'm looking oh, for updates I'm like uh, maybe there's a wreck maybe there's construction mm-hmm. so all of a sudden we start rolling by a lake hmm. and I notice mm-hmm. Did you jump in it? I thought about it. Maybe just driving right into the lake. Um, I noticed (laughs) a sign for a boat parade. And the sign for the boat parade was for that day. A boat parade on the lake that day. And I start looking around. I notice all these boats around on the lake. And finally, when the interstate passes the lake, the traffic just disappears just Wait, disappears oh, that's so freaking annoying I sat in traffic for two hours because people wanted to slow down and look at pretty boats I am were the boats impressive what's hmm. that were the boats impressive no not at all I immediately oh. wanted to hunt down every driver in front of me that chose to slow down 
and look at boats on the interstate and permanently have their license revoked. So I, true. I dare you, you. You obviously are not smart enough to drive if you're slowing down dramatically to look at boats on the interstates. Two hours. Oh, that's so, so annoying. Golly. So, oh, oh that grinds my I gears. Tr- I tried to look for some other explanation. You know, I looked for flares. Freaking rubberneck. I looked for cones. There were no cones. This was purely people slowing me down to look at boats. But then, but then, Dang. fellas, there, there, there's somewhat of a bright side. There's somewhat of a bright side. There's more. Because I thought about it, and in the game of life, our show is the people that choose to watch the boat parade. We slow what? everyone down that is listening to our show, and by the end, they're like, there had to be a purpose to that. What was the purpose to that? But there is no purpose. There's no life oh. lesson. There's no news. Oh. It's not really oh. entertaining. It was pointless. It wasn't that special. It was the Doc G (laughs) show. Fellas, are you ready to waste an hour and a half? Hmm. Let's Let's do it. Let's do it, Doc. Fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Hmm. Guys, we have a fantastic show, though, this evening. Even though I just called it a waste of time, it is fun. It's going to be a good time. We have none other than Bella Vita, fantastic band out of South Carolina. We're going to play a couple of their tunes, including the newest single, Perfect Sight. Lead singer Kat Galan and bassist Jake Parler. They're going to be in a little later. We're going to chat it up. It's going to be a good time. But first, first, are you ready? Birthday suit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's Let's do it. Hurry, hurry. Here we go. Born on October 10th, 1973 in San Diego, California. Our birthday suit wearer was an extremely impressive dancer at Mm. the young age of three. That's right, three. Wow. He specialized in tap and jazz. At the age of nine, he started acting. He had several small roles from 1984 to 1989, including a guest role on The Golden Girls. But in 1989, he landed his biggest career-changing role of his life, his breakaway role as A.C. Slater on the show Saved by the Bell. Name that birthday suit where? Hmm... He, he was the what on Saved by the Bell? A.C. Slater on Saved by the Bell. The guy with the curly is it, mullet. Uh, is it Mario, Mario Lopez? Boom! Let's on, go! I like, I like how it took curly mullet until it was like, curly wait a second. Mullet. I know that guy. Yes, dimples. Such dimples, am I right? <laughs> The man's got... Yeah, man, that guy's a stud. Oh, he's a stud muffin. I was trying to remember what his name was in the show. Yeah. And I didn't want to say... I didn't want to say Mario Lopez and then it'd be like the other... The The other other guy, Zach. Zach. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, well, you know, I realized actually when I was uh, writing this up there, um, you know, he was on uh, Dancing with the Stars and he was the star. Oh, yeah. And he placed second. And I was like, what? You're supposed to be some kind of prodigy at three 
doing all this dancing? What? what? And you lost it by the age of 33? Duh, come on, man. He's a master host now. He's a he master does host. host it out. Yeah, he's all in these like, random shows and stuff. That is very true. Very true. Guys, um, let's give Mario... A proper happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mario. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mario. Looking Feliz very, looking very good for the age of, uh, what, 45? Yes, 45. 45, Very yeah. good. He's a stud, so. Ripped. He's going to age like a fine wine. Washboard abs, dimples. I'd like to have a date with him. What? Let's get Wait, ripping what? with these headlines. <laughs> and Rip it, son. The news. Here we go. <sighs> um... Despite what Justin may tell you on the show, the Doc G show, we like old folks. It's true. We love them. Mm, and we do. Especially old folks that are bucking the trend. And fellas, I got a bucking trendster right what? here. Anthony. He's bucking the trend, he, He's dog. bucking the trend. Bucking the trend. Anthony Mancinelli. Okay. That's right. That's an old person <laughs> name. What's Tony doing? What's he... Yeah, you know he's old when he goes actually by Anthony and not Tony. Anthony That's is right. a barber at Fantastic Cuts in yeah. Brooklyn, okay. New York. That may not impress you, oh, yeah. but what if I were to tell you that he's been cutting hair for 96 years? Jeez. Yeah, that impresses me. That's not an exaggeration. Big Tone Bone Mancinelli has been cutting hair since before the Great Depression. He is That's 107 right. years old. A hundred. I bet you that guy I, has got some stories. I'd love to see his work. He, he, he works 40 hours a week still. Eight hours a day, 12 to 8. He goes noon to 8. I like those working hours. That's Jeez. nice. I like that. Um, yeah. He doesn't take any medication. No medication. Nope. And then when reporters... Nice. What's, what's his secret? It, well, reporters asked the, the key to life, and they said, is it diet? And he says he eats thin spaghetti so he won't get fat. That's my kind of guy. That Mancinelli, he's got the jokes, man. He's got the jokes. You guys, you, you, Doc, you need to let him cut your hair. Well, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. that because, you know, I get my hair cut about every two years. And I was like, maybe for my next cut, I should head up to Fantastic Fantastic Cuts. Let Tone Bone cut my hair. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, who else can say they had a 107 yeah. year old man cut their hair? Hmm. Not that many. And then if he if he messes it up, no one cares what your hair looks like. Exactly. I'm like, look, this dude cut it. Come on, <laughs> he's 107. <laughs> Give him a break, you turds. Uh, yeah! Guys, he probably only charges a nickel, too. Well, no, he's got to go by Fantastic Cuts rules. And, I mean, with a name like Fantastic Cuts, you know it's classy. So you know it's going to cost you a, yeah. a pretty penny or two. Um, true, true. Actually, I guess a pretty, yeah, five I guess a pretty penny or two. I was about to say, I guess a pretty penny would be uh, less <laughs> than a nickel. But, anyways, I do math. Um Huh? Guys, uh, this next story is right here in Jacksonville. It's pretty great. Yes. Um, yes. Guys, it's a pretty good community. Am I right? Jacksonville, not bad. Hmm. Oh, it's 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 yeah. the friendly south. Yeah. yeah. There I we love go. It. Uh, it's a good mu uh, community that follows the rules. Well, That's in, right. Um, Jacksonville, Southside specifically. There is a BP oh, gas station. 
on the corner of Shad Road and Phillips Highway. Got a got a BP there. I, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to picture yeah. this. Well, it ha- they have a next time you go in there, guys. Uh, take a look mm-hmm. where the microwave is because they have a new rule for folks visiting this fantastic store. The owner of the store, Parul Patel, recently posted a sign on his microwave to let patrons of mm-hmm. the store know to stop using his microwave to heat urine. That's right. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) Apparently, too many people have been coming to his gas station and warming up urine in his microwave for their drug test. So you've got... Dude, you know... Go ahead, Dave. I, I... I was thinking it has to be like right by like a, a doctor's office or like a. It, well, um, it's right beside what? Lab Corp and Quest Diagnostics, yep. which both of these. Quest, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, now yep. I know where that's at. Uh, I can, yeah, I can picture. Both it now. of these companies <laughs> offer drug testing services, and he actually put up the that's sign true. because one day he came in, went over to the microwave area, looked at a lady who was heating up some urine in the microwave. He told Ew. the lady he could, she couldn't do that, and she got angry with him. She was Wait, like, what? what? How dare you? I don't you? see any sign that says I can't do that. And I mean... Uh, did she throw her urine on him? Th- this m- I feel like if I oh. was Mr. Battelle in this situation, I'd be like, the reason there doesn't have to be a sign with this is it's a well-understood fact. You don't use a microwave <laughs> gas station to heat up urine. It's sort of the same reason that in a Macy's, they don't have a sign that says, please don't stab employees in the face with a straightened-out clothes hanger. It's Wait, just what? understood that you don't stab them in You're the violent. face. Yet, Patel... How did you, you come up with that? <laughs> I've seen it happen. It was a horrible instance Wait, in a Macy's. It really got out of hand. You're weird as heck, man. You are weird as heck, you violent It psychopath. didn't happen. It's just... I, I went hyperbole on you guys. I'm sorry. Uh... Oh You're nuts. God. I'm concerned. But Patel did. He put <laughs> now he's he's taking it back, even though it really happened. <laughs> he put a Patel, Patel put up a sign and said, "Hey guys, make sure no urine is heated up in this microwave." Which I got to be honest, Dave. if you put a sign up that says that, I got to be honest, it's really going to detract from the people using it for food too. Because if you you know, if he was really smart, he'd get another microwave for urine. And charge people. Ooh, nice! I like the entrepreneurship, Dave. No, that'd be good. No, that'd be very good. good. That would that'd be really good. good. Oh, then you'd have to put the sign that says "urine microwave," everything else microwave. <laughs> everything else normal. Dave, race down to the BP after we finish uh, finish the show, and and I let will. Them know. I'm gonna make a partnership with. I them. like it. I mean, all you got to do is buy a microwave. They're not too pricey these days. I'm sure you could get one on Craigslist for like yep. three dollars. You might get shot getting it, but oh, you know, um, huh? <laughs> it's violent tonight. I'm sorry, um, guys. Let's move over to Michigan. Um, a All a right. dude was a little, little cold. Yeah, a little, not too much, uh, but a little bit right now. A dude was watching TV, and he was watching a documentary on meteorite hunters. Uh, these are True. the fellows that ch- track down shards of meteorite, and then. Mm-hmm. They find them. They can sell them, apparently, for thousands of dollars. 
Didn't know this. Um, wow. The dude looked over while he was watching this uh, this documentary and was like, you know what? Uh, that rock uh, that's been in my house ever since I bought it really uh, looks like one of these meteorite uh, shards. And so he yeah! picked it up and uh, he took it to Central Michigan University. And did he get superpowers? Turns out he did not get superpowers. You would think, reading enough comic books, oh, that that's what that would it. happen. But that's not what happened. In fact, when he took it over there, they valued it with the Smithsonian uh, knowledge that it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Wait, what? Holy His doorstop is worth a hundred thousand dollars. My biggest question Dang. is if the Smithsonian isn't paying for it, since they were the ones that valued it at a hundred thousand dollars. Who are you getting to pay a hundred thousand dollars for this rock? Because seriously, I'm, I'm not aware NASA. of a hot market for meteorite collectors. I mean, nope, I might think. just not know the right people. Maybe there's like an Etsy for meteorite groups. There's got there's a show, so there's got to be some type of weird probably, society of probably. people. Probably, I just haven't. Mm -hmm. I, 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 we need to look into that. Oh, we'll get the producers of this show who we don't will. exist to look into that. Um, oh. Why don't we put a bid yeah, on that? Yeah, we will. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna give a bid of uh, ten dollars and see if uh, see if we All can right. lowball him on it. Actually, let's see. There you go. Just get him up to like a hundred and buy. It. Yeah, I think maybe we'll see if we can come up or not. Justin, you're in a relationship, correct? Sorry, yeah. ladies, it's true. He's in a relationship. Yes, I, I am too. Dave what? is too. <laughs> Watch out. He wants the people to know, okay? He wants the people to know. Um, we got to inform the listeners. We're both taken. Yeah. But but doc, the doc Don't worry, isn't. this homeless hobo is good to go, everybody. Um, yeah. What's the worst thing? So if you want to be prescribed with some vitamin D, go to no. Doc G. Um, oh, I'm not an MD. Sorry, nope. Justin. I can't prescribe anything. That's illegal. Uh, <laughs> Just go with it. What's wow. the worst thing that you've ever done? Uh, to make your girlfriend mad. Oh man. oh man! I just I just annoy her and I just troll on her, but I don't do anything too crazy because she fights back, man. She like punched me mm. one time and like left a bruise on my shoulder. Oh, oh. yeah, dude, they love punching mm. us. Yeah, mm. yeah. I just troll you on guys, her and stuff, and like whenever she, whenever she's already at that stage, I just keep poking. You the guys bear. seem to be uh, oh, getting a domestic violence uh, on your on yourself, yeah. but um, yeah. I good thing no one listens to us. I <laughs> I guess you guys uh, have never set on any listeners help bed me. sheets on fire. Have you ever done that? A bed yeah. sheet on fire? Okay. No, no. And well, I've never had I, a bed sheet I, lit I on. I only have one set, so I don't light it good, on fire. Good, good. Well, uh, apparently, Natasha Joyner, um, that's what she did when she got mad at her significant other, which uh, Wait, displaced 130 people from the apartment home that she lived in. Displaced. And oh, caused geez. millions of dollars in damage. Um well, the, those bed sheets were probably pretty nasty, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, well, this past week in court, Natasha Joyner admitted, admitted in a written statement that she started a fire uh, at the apartment complex in Prince County, Maryland, mm -hmm. 
that caused millions of dollars in damage and, like I said, uh, took 130 people out of their (laughs) apartment homes. She apparently started the fire by setting the sheets of her bed on fire after being upset at her boyfriend. When describing the incident from jail, she said she didn't intend to cause any of the damage. I've got a couple questions. First off, what would her boyfriend have had to say to make her say, you know what, I'm going to set the bed sheets on fire? Hmm. That dress makes you look bad. Oh, what could that anyone? That's that's a that's a that's a bad one. That's a. Really but I'm bad gonna one. say. I I think something more happened on those. Sheets I'm gonna I'm say yeah, they probably, wouldn't cause you to set them on fire. The only nope. proper answer that actually would make you set those on fire would be Justin the Virgin Bat Evangelista slept on these sheets last night. That would be the only thing that you know. Okay, I gotta put these on fire. Um, <laughs> aside from that, no proper answer for why you burned the sheet. Second of all, you're messed up, man. You're messed up. What man. did you intend to do with the burning sheets? How does that get back at him when you burn? Unless he was a professional sleeper and you were taking his livelihood away from him, I have no idea what this lady was doing. By burning sheets, and now she's she's really in a bad spot with this whole arson deal. Um, guys, let's move on. Breaking news! Breaking news out of breaking, Atlanta. Breaking! Listen up, listeners. The waffle mix thief has been caught. Wow, the that's wa- right. The waffle oh, mix the, thief from the from the couple episodes ago. The waffle mix thief. If you're thinking. This couldn't possibly be a guy that stole Waffle Mix. You're wrong, because it was a guy that stole Waffle Mix. (laughs) And and if you're thinking... We talked about him before, didn't we? No, no, no. We haven't (laughs) talked about this fella yet. And if you're thinking that nobody would possibly want to buy Waffle Mix from a random guy selling Waffle Mix on the internet... You're wrong, hey, because man, apparently that, people too. flower mix. So Brandon Nelson of Atlanta reportedly broke into a shed behind the restaurant he used to work at and stole 150 pounds of waffle mix. Hmm. Really sticking it to them, Brandon. Really sticking yeah, it to and them. Yeah, and then a... <laughs> it was like Waffle House or something. And then according to police, he had... And this is their quote... He had a stream of buyers that would contact him for the waffle mix. And th- Dude, what is this waffle mix? What's in it? What is in the waffle mix? Someone tell it's me not now. Just waffle mix. Guys, this this crime seems dumb for multiple reasons. The biggest reason this seems dumb is I've gotta say this has to be the best waffle mix ever. Because otherwise, it really it's, does. If there's a stream of otherwise, buyers. it's not worth it. Right now, you can go on Target's website and buy 150 pounds of Aunt Jemima waffle mix for 214 dollars. I did the math. 214 dollars. Wow. This wow. guy broke into the shed for 214 dollars with worth of Aunt Jemima waffle mix. And I mean, come on, who makes it better than America's favorite aunt? No one. That's who. No one. Aunt Jemima. Oh. That's who this story was sponsored by. I, I do love me some Aunt Jemima. Oh, yes. Best She seems ever. so nice. Anyways, guys, let's take a break. She let's is. hear 
from our guest O Honor today, none other than Bella Vita. We are gonna hear their song. And jam a little bit. Lovely. This is lovely on the Doc G Show.
And we are back yes! here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin? Check out the freaking podcast. I swear to God, if you don't, I'm just kidding. Mm. Check it out, though. <laughs> Gonna have to censor that. Jeez. Oh, uh, he got violent. I, I, it yeah. spread for me. I'm sorry, folks. Yes, it did. Spread. It's true. <laughs> People can't listen to violence on the radio. Spread oh, no. like butter on hot toast. Oh, mm, that got sensual there and savory. Let's get some. Uh, Let's do English muffin. What? I I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> English muffin. <laughs> Word. Guys, birthday butter suit. Stop buttering your muffin, Justin, and listen to this birthday suit. I'll butter Number yours. two. Let's go. Born on October 10th, 1969. Oh, <laughs> nice. In Gulfport, Mississippi. Hmm. He ended up going to Hancock North Central High School, where he cool. played cool. football and baseball. Get this. He started for the baseball team as an eighth grader. The varsity baseball what team. What a G. Dang. Lettered. What, he must have been. What state are, what state are we in? Mississippi. 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 Okay. He played quarterback, lineman, strong safety, place kicker, and punter for the football what team. What couldn't he do? He was recruited by Southern Mississippi as a defensive back. But our birthday... Brett Boom! Look at that! Woo! Let's go! Let's go, dude! Dave, it, dude. Dave was like, Southern Mississippi, there wasn't anybody else besides Brett Favre coming there's, out of there. There's only one alumni. <laughs> That's him, man. Let me finish this, because it is impressive go here. Go for it. So, Come on now. they recruited him as a defensive back, but our birthday suit wearer said no. I want to play quarterback. So at the start of his freshman year, he was seventh string quarterback. By the by seventh string. I didn't even know they had that many strings. I didn't know you can have up to six strings. I thought you stopped at six like a guitar, but apparently you go more. Um, By the end of the third week, he was the starter. Went from seventh to first in three weeks. Uh, Two of his biggest games were leading Southern Mississippi to defeat Florida State, who was ranked sixth at the time, and leading Southern Mississippi to defeat Alabama just six weeks after he was involved in a car accident that led Brett Favre to lose 30 inches of his small intestine. Wait, what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He went on to be drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Huh? I think everybody forgets that. He was on the Falcons for a year. How weird was that? Mm-hmm. Through four passes while he was on the Falcons, two of them were interceptions. Hmm. Not so oh, nice. Not so great on the Falcons, but then, of course, was traded to the Green Bay Packers, and over his career, he was a pro bowler 11 times, MVP three times, Won a Super Bowl in 96. Mr. Favre. Say what? And an avid jean wearer. Is it Wrangler, right? Wrangler jeans? Yeah. Wrangler, yep. Wrangler, man. What a man. 
Jeez. Dude, he is a man's man, and, for sure. Happy birthday, Brett Favre. And a very st it, strong beard nowadays. He's got a strong beard. Oh, yeah. I think he's on that commercial, too. Yeah, beard trimmer. Beard trimmer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Guys, what happened Monday? Any takers what happened this past Monday? Hmm. Um. Nope. Columbus Day. Sweet. Dude, oh, that's yeah. like, it's been, see, see, it's been such a forgotten, like, thing, man. Well, yes. Yeah, no one even said Happy Columbus Day to me. Well, they may have said Happy Day of Remembrance instead mm. of the, okay. yes, okay. yes, of the nope, natives. No, nothing? Okay. Well, anywho, because it was Columbus Day, I think you know where I'm headed with this. I'm a fan Come of on, history. I Ooh. like hot takes of Why history. Why are you bringing it back? Yes. Let's go. Guys. You know, a, lot I got of, a, feeling. a lot of people are starting to hate this holiday. <laughs> Guys. So, be careful. Be careful. HTH. 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 Hot takes of history. Oh, man. Guys. First one. We're coming out with the zinger. Yes. Columbus didn't prove the world was flat. Same he wasn't way. proving the world was flat. That's right. Most of the folks nope. in this time period of 1492 already knew that the world wasn't flat. They were like, "Yeah, of course it's not flat. It's a it's Take a that, Kyrie. It's a and speaking of speaking of flat earthers, Kyrie at the Forbes 30 under 30 summit admitted he was wrong. The Earth yeah, yeah, is not flat. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yes, he said, quote, At the time, I was huge into conspiracies. Hmm. Everybody's been there. Nope. Like, yo, what's going on with our world? He joked. You click a YouTube link, and it's like, how deep does the rabbit hole go? You start telling all your friends, did you see that? Watch this video. <laughs> At That's true. At the time, <laughs> I was innocent in it. But you realize the effect of the power of the voice. You're super famous, of course. You can't say the world's flat. Sorry, I interjected it in his quote. Girl, come on. Anyways, at the end, he apologized. He said, and even if you believe in that, don't come out and say that stuff. That's for intimate conversations. Because perception, how you're received, it just changes. Like, no, I'm actually a smart individual at the time i just didn't realize the effect well i'm glad you realize the effect jeez kyrie i'm very glad <laughs> guys i'm was that where this was supposed to go were you gonna bring in kyrie anyway i was bringing in kyrie because i wanted to <laughs> announce to our listeners all three of them that don't worry we have squashed that conspiracy, at least from Kyrie's opinion. But guys, that's awesome. HTH. 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 Hot takes of history. While we used to say that Columbus discovered America, first of all, there were people already living there. We know that. But second of all, he wasn't even the first European to discover America. Did we know this, gentlemen? Hmm. Uh, was it a no. Spaniard? It was the Vikings. Awkward. The Vikings <laughs> no, discovered it in the 10th century. Wow. They established wow. colonies in Newfoundland 
in the 10th century. In Finland. Yes. You got to imagine, man, some Vikings live, living in Newfoundland. That is a that that is a group you do not want to cross. Would be my my guess. No, you don't. But they were the first Europeans to discover America, not Columbus. And we don't have a Vikings Day. I've never seen that one. I'm just saying, uh, guys. Probably in Minnesota. I don't know. We need one. I see. <laughs> I see what you did there, Justin. Guys, HTH. 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 <laughs> of history. Some researchers out there say it wasn't until Columbus's third time back to America that he realized he wasn't in China. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> some, Wait. Some researchers say he never believed that he was in a new continent. He always, until he died believed he was in China. What? What is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. You know what's even great? He went back, brought back captives from Hispaniola. He, you know, he brought back slaves. He made them slaves. And I mm -hmm. feel like when he came back to Europe, I feel like somebody had to notice that those guys didn't speak Chinese and they didn't look Chinese either. <laughs> like, I mean, there had you would think. there had to be somebody that had some Chinese experience in the king's court that was like, oh uh, yeah, these guys are not Chinese. Yeah, that was like looked around. Was like, anybody else notice these totally aren't Chinese dudes? Nope. Definitely not Chinese. This <laughs> this isn't where we we're going with this. But yeah, apparently uh, he wasn't big on thinking that he wasn't in China. Apparently that was the case with Columbus. H T H. H T freaking H. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. Columbus became the governor eventually of Hispaniola as well. Apparently his own region of China. Um, true, true. And apparently while he was governor, he was a big turd. Hmm. Yeah. He was, he was such a turd as far as implementing all kinds of uh, horrible torture, all kinds of horrible taxes, that the uh, people revolted. And they actually sent him back to Europe in chains. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, he, <laughs> really? he literally was, was sent back to Europe in chains. Luckily, the king was like, you know what? Um, yeah, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. I've never heard that before. It's true. It is true. Age. Why was he so bad? Uh, well, he was just a turd. He believed he was better than the people of Hispaniola. True. So, you know. I, I thought you would give me an example like he hung somebody out. I'm sure there's actually those, scary. but I didn't go that deep into uh, research. Nope. So sorry. True, true. H it's okay. H-T-H. 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 takes of history. Guys, I saved uh, the last H-T-H. I think this one's a pretty good one. Um, because oh, yeah? I think it, it we'll, we'll be the judge of that. It reminds me, I feel like, of a lot of people I know. Um, yeah. But Columbus, uh, throughout his trip, the first trip that they made in 1492, he, uh, he let his crew know that the first person to set sight on land would get a cash reward. That's right. Oh, cash. 
cash money. He, he's like, whoever sees it, guys, I'm pulling out big dough. I'm talking cash money, babies. And they were like, you got it. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Exactly. Cream. Cash rules everything Cash rules me. everything around me. Yes, exactly. Wu-Tang Clan, dude. Forever. Rodrigo de Triana <laughs> was the first to see land on October 12th, 1492. Coming up here. Rodrigo. That's right. Rodrigo de Triana. He saw a small island, which is now in the uh, present-day Bahamas. And, interesting. And it, oh. everybody was jazzed and was like, what? No way. Land. Oh, my God. That's so cool. When it came time to pay Rodrigo, Columbus was like, um, I, I don't know, man. And he was like, what? And he's like, huh. yeah, well, the night before you saw land, when you saw it in the morning there, I actually saw like a hazy sort of light. Uh, on the horizon, Wait, what? that was probably coming from the land. So yeah, I can't give you any money on that one. I, I actually, Sorry. I actually discovered um, land. You did discover. Turd. Yeah, yeah. He was Columbus officially is not as that cool anymore. Yeah, well, he's he's definitely not that cool because he's a cheapskate. A lot of people hate him. Rodrigo <laughs> did not get his money. Nope. He did not get what his money. Turd. But don't worry. Uh, where they did set foot, as far as land, there is a statue of Rodrigo. So, just oh, look. thank God! Yeah, <laughs> they put it right on top <laughs> of some indigenous people. What? Great! Um, Jeez! <laughs> just an update, guys. I mean, that's the last HTH I had, and we can hit the sound one more time. Hot, hot takes of history. Uh, HTH. HTH. HT freaking H. But several U.S. states have replaced Columbus Day with a day of remembrance when basically white people ruined America. So, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's. I told you, man. I told you people are hating this holiday. I saw that one video about the Native Americans. Man, it's just brutal. Not big fans, you know. Uh, their life. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're hating. I'm sure they're hating it. Their life trajectory didn't go so well after Columbus. Columbus came around. wasn't so great. There were, uh, you know, diseases and whatnot. Apparently didn't end You're so You're a big hot. jerk, Columbus. Um, thanks for discovering us, I guess. Uh, yeah. Not really. Yeah. Nah. Uh, guys. I don't know. I don't know what to do. You're anymore. conflicted, <laughs> Justin. I know. You're conflicted. Everyone is. We're going to be right back on the show, guys. We're going to have none <laughs> other than Bella Vita on the show. Keep it locked here yes. on the Doc G Show. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Hey, this Rock Montana. Mucho yo. And it's rocking yellow on the Doc G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know? Guys, welcome back to the show. Tonight we have some phenomenal guests. We have two lovely members. Of the musical group Bella Vita out of Columbia, South Carolina. We have none other than violinist Kat Galan and bassist Jake Parler. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Hmm. Doing good, man. Hey, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Kat, I'm going to start with you. Uh, since we may have some listeners out there that haven't listened to your music, even though they should have already heard your music because we play it on the <laughs> show, uh, nonetheless... What? Can you explain to the listeners the type of music that Bella Vita creates? 
Oh man, that's honestly a pretty that's a pretty tough question. It's a loaded question, I know, I know, yeah. but try to wrap around it. Give us a little well, a little taste. We, yeah, we've gotten that question a lot actually. Um, it's it's hard to pin down mm-hmm. one specific genre because we all come from different backgrounds, right? Like style and, and technique and stuff, and um, we all take part in writing our stuff. So. All those different influences kind of go in. We have like a rock side, a pop side, jazz side. I'm classically trained in violin, so there's even a little bit of that in there sometimes. Right. So I don't know. We call ourselves. Uh, I don't know. Acoustic, <laughs> pop, rock. Um, we used to go by just stylistically ambiguous, which okay. I really like. Word. Nobody in the band seemed to like. I dig it. Yeah. I like it. That sounds good. <laughs> Last week we had the Black Bettys on, and they were urban rock soul. So we do a so lot of true. genre mixing on this show. It's fine. I like cool. it. Cool. Uh, now you mentioned play the violin. How how did you get into jamming on the violin? Because I don't feel like that's really one that people are like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna pick up a violin, gonna see if I can play that thing or not. <laughs> how did you start? Well, uh- well, I started lessons, I started classically uh, when I was uh, five years old, actually. Whoa. Yeah, I have two brothers, and we all played, um, we all played violin, Whew. and I guess, yeah, I just stuck with it, and I, <laughs> there's not too Sweet. much of a story there. Yeah, no? she's, she's pretty good at it. Yeah, well... <laughs> but, I, what's the coolest song that you can jam on that, like, people... Could, could you, like, pull out, like, a Devil Went Down to Georgia and people be like, what? Something like um, that? I wish. I wish. Okay. So, I, it's actually interesting because I'm, I'm just now kind of learning how to loosen up on stage with the violin mm-hmm. and really just, like, be more free with it because even though I, I know a lot of, like, technique and, and repertoire and stuff right the classical training it's like it's a whole new way of thinking right when you're just like improving or, or just doing more uh contemporary music or jazz even um yeah which i'm trying to get more into that now mm. um but well, it's, it's been a challenge but i i'm enjoying it too well, so, well speaking of which uh you specifically cat what would you say as far as contributing to the band what would you say the music uh that's inspired you to to make mm. the music of bella Vita? what what kind of music do you think has uh put your uh contribution into bella Vita? wait what um man uh like my favorite artist yeah that kind of oh. mm-hmm. um so i've gone through like different phases and they've all influenced um probably my biggest influence right now mm-hmm. i really love amy winehouse okay nice nice and um i also went through i, I love led zeppelin uh-huh um, oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah of course and then uh I went through a muse phase. Okay. And, I mean, I still love listening to them. So, uh, I don't know. I guess I guess a little bit of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on... Oh, I love John Mayer. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, with Jake coming into the band, I would say... Would you say he's brought a different musical component to the band? Hmm. 
Nah, he sucks. Nah, he sucks. <laughs> what? Oh, oh no. Ben, you didn't tell me about that question. There's band <laughs> dissension. Oh no. Well, yeah, I, I know. Jake, Jake's awesome. Okay. Actually, Jake's That's super right. into John Mayer too. Oh yeah. Um, well, I know. I know a little fun fact about Jake. He's really into '90s music. I know yeah. that for a fact. Yeah, they haven't. I haven't quite unleashed all of like my '90s jams on them yet. Okay, still, you're holding yeah. back on some of that. Okay, exactly. Now, I tried to introduce them last week at practice. Yeah, and I, you know it's hard to pick the best ones, and when you're in the heat of the moment, you know. Did you want to? Did you want to break out Third Eye Blind? Was that what you're trying to get on them? Hmm. Yeah, man. I was warming up to it, right? I knew I was, it. I was getting it. I, I started that. with some Seven Mary Three. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Personality by Living Color. Ah, oh, love it, love it, Jake. I want to turn to you next. You're sort of the new All addition right. to the band. Uh, tell me how long you've been in this band and and just how this musical marriage came about. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's actually coming up on a year. Ooh, year anniversary. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So I guess. Um, I was in a, another band, mm -hmm. or I'm still currently in that band as well, but we don't really gig very often, but, oh. you know, I knew Trevor, who's the manager mm -hmm. of Bella Vita. I used to work with Trevor Yeah, and he came to me and, you know, they needed a, a band to open for them for, they were headlining on a Thursday night mm -hmm. and, you know, this is a time I was not a member of Bella Vita, but I, you know, thought I was a huge fan of Bella Vita and, they asked if we could open for them, and I was like all over it. And that's right. Love to open for those guys. Always wanted to do a show with them. Right. So open for them, and uh, went went well. And um, you know, like I said, I was a huge fan, and it was kind of like you know, a Johnny for Shawnee situation. Yeah. yeah. You know, with Red Hot Chili Peppers. I hear you. Know. They, I'm not for sure. they asked you and you jumped off the wall when 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 you heard that you could be in Bella Vita. I know. Correct. Yeah. yeah, man. I was I was pretty stoked whenever he was like, "Hey, man, can you uh play bass for us tonight?" And there was at one time it was just a kind of like a fill-in thing, but I really yeah. took it. Jake was honestly like a lifesaver. So we had we had a gig with him. Like his band was opening for our band mm -hmm. on a Thursday night, I think. Yeah. That's and then uh, we had a gig two nights later, full three-hour set, and our bassist, like, was leaving the band, and so we were kind of, we were kind of hopeless. We were like, well, can you help us out? I mean, you don't have to learn everything, obviously, in two days, but just, we need some help, and Jake stepped in and saved the day. He, he super just, like exceeded our expectations super jake yeah and then we were like we love his personality and honestly it was not even that much like it was it was we, we knew pretty quickly that we wanted him to be the basis very nice well i've been there was what? there was two songs i did not learn for that show yeah did. it was hysteria by muse yeah insane and then it was sir duke yeah but i do know that one now there you go. Oh, no. I like it. I like it. Tenacity. You stayed after it, Jake. I told listeners that me and you were once the rhythm section of the greatest band that nobody cared about, the Gym Staff. <laughs> right? Say what? Yeah, that is correct. How long did it take you to get over not playing with me, and were those the most depressed days of your life? 
Hmm. Man, I loved playing with you. Dude. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Winner. Dude, I still, hey, man, I still miss jamming in that in that bedroom with, you know, Shepard and. Of course. And, and the and, holy triumvirate and, and Keith, you know. And, and Claude down the way. Listeners know Claude Fly Till I Die Lathan. Claude Fly Till I Die Lathan was a motivating factor of our whole band by the way yeah. but uh, enough of that one fun fact i do want to give uh jake came down to my apartment just a little two years ago actually for band practice we got some important snacks for the practice our guitarist heath got a DiGiorno pizza i still have that pizza in my fridge That's fun fact. fact right there two years it's still there just wanted you to know Man. that still there that's right um I'm glad you found Bella Vita, though, and you were able to pull out of that horrible depression. I'm, I'm glad that that happened. Uh, yeah, man. Now, I will ask Kat, if I come to a show knowing that I have this background participating in rhythm sections, what are the chances that I could play lead tambourine on a song? Hmm. Ooh. That's a hard, that's a, that's a hard decision, but... I mean, it could. I could try <laughs> out... I could try out if need be. Hmm. You can totally hop up with that. Oh, yes. Our drummer, Blake, just walked up. Man. Nice. Well, good. I can I can fit in with another drummer on tambourine. I, I, I'll blend. You won't even notice I'm there. I know oh, when I actually said that, asked that question, you guys looked at each other, and Jake was like, don't worry, he's not actually going to do it. It's <laughs> It's. I love uh, extra percussion. I love shakers, tambourines. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I'm in. I'm in. Speaking of shows, you guys recently had a show at New Brooklyn Tavern. It seems like you've had a lot of good shows. Uh, you had one with Knox Hamilton, uh, where you opened for him. Uh, Cat. In your opinion, what would you say has been your favorite? Uh, show you've had thus far with uh, Bella Vita. Hmm. Ooh, that is that's tough. Um, I, the Knox Hamilton show was awesome because just from awesome, like a cool experience mm -hmm. of having a huge crowd. Like that was the biggest crowd we've played for, I think. Right, right. Uh, a really cool venue and a really cool band. Um, but. My favorite show was about a year ago. Actually, it was the show that Jake joined, like, cool. the band that nice. night. Nice. <laughs> um, Say what? I was, like, the band, I don't want to, like, get into details, but we were going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, I was a little worried about the future of the band, and I was really upset, and it was just, like, the most... I guess I just like let all my stress out on stage. Yeah, it was it was a great stress reliever, but it was like the most passionately I've ever sung and performed. And somehow afterward, all the stress and frustration I was feeling was like completely gone. I was super optimistic, and nothing happened but just performing. And so it was it was pretty amazing <laughs> i like it i like it now jake speaking of that passionate singing i know logan and cat they do their thing they harmonize a lot and yeah. i know you enjoy to sing every now and then I that's do. right I do. Ha have have you 
Have you tried to wiggle your way into a trio of singing yet? Or are you still holding back on that too? Hmm. I'm. Wait, I actually just didn't so- even know that he <laughs> sang. What? <laughs> Wait, he's he's not very good. It, it oh. hey hey Jake, don't don't hold yourself back. You're a pretty good singer, all right. And if you do a third eye blind cover, you will knock their socks off. Trust me. Oh my god! Well, I thank you for telling us that because I totally want more voices in the band. There you go. I've tried, I've tried to wiggle my Blake way. Blake definitely. <laughs> yeah, Blake loves to sing. We've we've sung with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, we haven't totally. We want to incorporate it eventually. Okay. But all right. I'm glad I know that Jake sings. There you now. go. There you go. Um, uh, to make him sing too. So. Yeah, Jake, take us behind the curtain. I want another person's opinion. Take us behind the curtain. Give us a little behind the scenes. Give the listeners something that they wouldn't necessarily know about Cat. Maybe maybe a pre-show ritual, maybe a post-show excess, something she likes to do on a rainy afternoon. What could we learn about Cat that you've learned since you've been in the band? Hmm. All right. Well, a lot of people don't know this, yeah. but and I didn't even know it until like a month ago. Okay. He has a pet snake. A Wait, pet what? snake. What kind of snake do you have, Kat? I have a ball python. A ball python. How long is the is the ball python? He's what you, like three, three feet, three and a half feet now. Yeah, about like yeah. She's a big girl. She she's a fan of warm blooded folks. I'm guessing, right? Um. Yeah. So far, she hasn't tried to uh, bite anyone, so that's good. <laughs> she didn't bite Jake. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, and like, we were all chilling, I think, like, at her house one night after a show. And I didn't, like I said, this is the time I didn't know she had a snake. Yeah. And she walks out with this snake, like, straight across her shoulders. And I was like, wait, what? you know that there's a snake. You were like, like, that's an interesting clothes accessory you have there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that real? And yeah. It was, it was real. Cool. All right. Well, Kat, I'm going to ask the same thing. Take us behind the curtain. Give the listener some insight into Jake. Is he a closet fan of NSYNC? Does he have a tendency to shave his legs? What is something that you have learned about Jake that maybe the listeners don't know? Hmm. Well, <laughs> well, if you're just listening, you might not know that Jake has an amazing body. What? <laughs> Oh, I do yeah. know that. Actually, I was already um, I already knew that. But the listeners, they may not know that. I may have may to not. I may have and to flash also, a picture on our Instagram for them. <laughs> yeah, and then also Jacob just the nicest guy I've ever met. Isn't uh, he though? Yeah. He's very nice. Yeah, so so genuine. We had a show one time. Um my older brother used to play guitar for us mm-hmm. and he had to move away and Jake just surprised him with a going away present of a painting of John Mayer because he loves John Mayer too. And then the same night he surprised me with the painting of Amy Winehouse and just like, it was, it was just so thoughtful. And Come on, Jake. You're too nice, <laughs> no, man. That literally was like, oh, that's so cool. I wish I could have an Amy Winehouse one. And Jake literally says, open my back door. Man. And there was one in his car. God. Jake, that is so pimp. Jeez. Dude, I, for, for your information, I did not paint those. Okay, well, I, 
That, it would have been cooler if I did, but I didn't. Yeah. But, you know, our friend Garrison did that. Dude, you could have just left it. You could have just yeah. left it and I painted those. Or, or just left the, the mystery. But props to Garrison. He's been on the show before. We love Garrison. Uh, so let's talk about the new single, Perfect Sight. We haven't played it for the listeners yet, but it's a doozy. We're going to play it after uh, we're gonna play it after this interview, actually. Uh, how did we come up with per- per- Perfect Sight? How long did this take, this creation? Um, and what was the inspiration there? Hmm. So, uh, we need... Unfortunately, Logan's not here with us right now. He's the main person who wrote that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, he showed that to the band... Maybe it was a while ago, like over a year ago, before we even met Jake. Oh man, and, um, a long time ago. Yeah, and, and we always liked it, and I guess you yeah. just had other stuff we were working on, so mm-hmm. we kind of pushed it to the side. And then, um, I don't know, we, we just brought it back recently in practice, because we'd, we'd always liked it, and we'd, we'd bring it up from time to time, but never really stick with it. And um, usually what we do in when we're writing a new song is the main the main writer usually it's it's logan or me will kind of present a framework to a song mm-hmm. maybe uh lyrics and chords or something like that whatever we have and then uh, we show it to the band and everyone kind of joins in just kind of jamming trying out some new ideas and we see what we what we like and stick with it and yeah i don't know I don't know too much information about that because that was mainly Logan's song. But. Right, right. Well, I, I do have to ask as well because I've noticed with most of the songs, including Perfect Sight, uh, the single on uh, Apple Music, you got some interesting artwork. I mean, from Perfect Sight to Letters to Rose, uh, where does the album artwork come from? Hmm. Uh, that comes from different sources, usually just our friends who are artists and can help us out for not too much money there you go i like it i Um, like it yeah i think the the first album letters to rose was just was painted by a friend of logan um i didn't know too much about that um well honestly when we released that we were in such a rush and so excited that like we didn't think too much about all, like a, a bunch of different possibilities this this guy painted us this one thing and we're like looks great let's do it works put it out now <laughs> and got the it. other two album covers took a little bit more planning yeah like life's a bore yeah uh was written with kind of this 1950s gypsy jazz style so yeah. we wanted to dress up 50s for it which is kind of what we did and more like a vintage look mm-hmm and then um, Perfect Sight was painted by my friend who uh, he actually painted that a few years ago in high school when we were first writing music. And I always really loved that mm-hmm. and just kind of kept it to the side. And then I thought it just matched really well with Perfect Sight. And so we brought it back up for this. But yeah, he's really talented. He goes to uh, SCAD. Nice. In, in yeah. Savannah. Very nice. 
Very nice. Uh, so let's see here. We've got the site. Uh, uh, perfect site is uh, the single. Is this setting up for a full album in the near future? Hmm. Yes, sir. You are correct. Okay. What's uh, do we have a title for the album? Hmm. We are thinking of calling it Back Again. Okay. We I I recently wrote a song called Back Again, and we are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It has a it's got a nice ring to it, yeah. and also uh, like that song is going to be on the album, and then it's also kind of just. I guess indicative of the journey we've been on the past few years mm-hmm. and we've kind of struggled with where like what direction we wanted to go in and collecting and Jake yes! <laughs> and I feel like we finally kind of figured out a little bit you know what we want to do and, mm-hmm. and where we want to go and um, just well, a general plan and so I feel like we've kind of made a little comeback and so it kind of fits back again fits with that as well 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 speaking of that as far as learning where you want to go what would you say as far as the music uh from letters to rose uh how have you progressed from that what would you say what do you think the listeners are going to hear different from letters to rose to the new album Hmm. Hmm. that is hmm. that's a tough one too (laughs) by comparing letters to rose to the new album yeah yeah, okay. so what would you say there as far as musically, what's changed or evolved or... I think there's definitely uh, more complexity in mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff in the new album. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've, like, we've improved uh, our playing, technically speaking, and mm-hmm. also um, our... We, when we go into the studio to record now, we're a lot more organized and we know more what we want. Like before, yeah. it was our first time going to the studio, so we weren't quite as picky. We, we just didn't have as much experience. You just wanted and, to do something. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to put music out, which, I mean, that's still part of it now. Yeah. But we're also, like, our musical taste is more matured, I think, and also we're, we're a little more patient and careful about what we're going to put out very nice well i got one last question which would be do we know a time a date for this album hmm hmm um hopefully but in the next year okay that's all like that's all i can that's it that's all the listeners get (laughs) that's all i know very nice what we have like six recorded right yeah, now? Yeah, we've got a good bit. Um, we had the Hurricane Florence go through, and we had to cancel a studio day, <sighs> which back a little bit, unfortunately. Hurricanes, uh, man. Girl, come on. Yeah, man, such a bummer. They are. They are. Well, <laughs> well, guys, we are up against a break, but I want to thank both of you for being on the show. It was quite a pleasure. Yes. We are so happy that you could have us. Yeah, yes. man. Love you, dude. I love you too, man. But listeners, if you want to check out their website, is www.bellavitamusic.com. On Twitter and Instagram, at Bellavita underscore music. Right now, we are going to hear their newest single, Perfect Sight, right here on the Doc G Show.
my thoughts so pure in this blanket of snow. Oh, oh. This is a beautiful mind. This is a beautiful place. This is perfect sight. In a winter's cold, we're wrapped up each other's hand. We hold, stumbling through this world we found, wondering why it all goes round in love. They want many things, but you and I, we had different dreams of different places, different loves. Looked on down from up above. I don't even know where I am going in life, but I know that I'm alright because. I've got you tucked inside. I've got you inside. Out of my mind, where I came to go. My thoughts so pure in this blanket of snow. Oh, oh. And this is a beautiful mind. This is a beautiful place. This is perfect sight. Welcome back. Welcome back. We just got done listening to Bella Vita with Perfect Sight, their newest single. Once again, thanks to Kat and Jake from Bella Vita for being on the show. Some some juicy Some juicy details there about the band that they were handing out. Very good stuff there. I liked it. Also, so I mean, juicy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but when Cat told me that Jake had a really fantastic body, I was like, "Wow!" You know what I'm saying? Cat, Jake, freaking weird. Hey, don't worry, guys. I'm fully committed to Mario Lopez. Jeez. In- yes. Anyways, guys, are you ready? Last birthday suit. Yes, sir. Yes. I want all three of them. You you're uh you got this what? one. I have full confidence you've got this yes! one. Uh born on October tenth, nineteen seventy four, one year oh, after wow. Mr. Mario Lopez. Hmm. In Kannapolis, North Carolina. Kannapolis. Yep. Our birthday suit wearer grew up around NASCAR racing because his father was a NASCAR driver. Hmm. Oh my God! Is it Dale? <laughs> Who is it? Oh, did I guess it? Who is it? Yeah, you got it. Is it, it Junior? Dale. Dale Earnhardt Junior. <laughs> that is go, it. Man. Okay, I'll finish Let's this one go. as well. We are killing you today. You are. He was frequently in trouble during his teen years, so his father actually sent him to military school. At the age of 17, he decided to follow in his father's footsteps and started racing. Sweet. In 2001, 
in a very tragic event. He and his father were racing at the Daytona 500. His father wrecked and died in the race. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. persevered over his career. He won 26 races, just retired last year. Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Seems like a good guy. Like a guy you'd probably like to hang with. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, he's been on Treehouse. Uh, Treehouse Masters on Animal Planet. They made him a treehouse. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I want one. Yeah, I want one too, but I don't have money, which is a necessary thing, I think. So, (laughs) that's a downer. But uh, maybe Dale will let me hang out in his treehouse. You know, who knows? Hopefully. We'll sing him happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dale. Hopefully he's enjoying it, man. Dale, live it up on the old 44th birthday 44 nice fellas it's about that time to end the show yeah it is it is but don't worry we have several shows coming up that are fantastic and of course in the near near future the next show we've got coming up it's none other than claude fly till i die lathan that's right hit the sound hit it one time Man, Claude, I can't wait. He's got so much to discuss, man. Uh, one thing that I... His brain is so big. The one thing that I really want to discuss with him, I really want to get this on wax from him. I want to see what he thinks the chances of Kawhi and Jimmy Butler teaming up. Wow. Of the Raptors getting Jimmy Butler from Minnesota. Oh. Cause Crazy. I want us. I want a team of silent assassins. Jimmy Butler <laughs> and Kawhi. I mean, those two guys are probably the least talkative fellas in the NBA. I want those, and they're both. True they're that. both sponsored by Jordan. They are two-way wow, players true. that are bad mamma jammas that I want to see rule the East. That's what I want to see happen, and I want to ask Claude. What's the chances of my dreams coming true? That's what I want. Yeah, know. I'd like them together for sure. That would be that'd be crazy. Be, that'd be crazy. Be sexy is what it would be. As sexy as Mario oh, Lopez. Sexy. What? Calm down. Okay. Calm down, you freaking weirdo. I'm Calm sorry. Down. <laughs> we also have Andy Frasco coming, as I've been promoting. Very excited about this. I've been chit chatting right. with their managers, getting this one locked down. Can't wait for the Frasco to come tell us how we suck at doing a podcast, and he's way better at it than us. I'm very excited about that. When is he going to get us on his? I don't know. Probably never. He doesn't have that kind of respect for us, but it it doesn't matter. Wow. (laughs) It doesn't matter because he probably shouldn't. As I said, we are the traffic jam on the interstate for a boat parade. But So true. Sometimes those are fun. Until next time, until the next time the boat parade convenes again, I have been your host, Mr. Dr. Jesus. With me, as always, none other than Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. I love you all. Oh, man, that was that you turned from the violence of before. Uh, yeah, you guys kind of got on me, so I had to 
to get it together the other spectrum. I like it. I like it. Along with him, none other than Dave Burles Berlin. And when you say boats, you mean best of all times, just for the listeners now. Nope, that's true. Yeah, best of all times parade. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 We are oh. here. Yeah, and not that's us. Not ruining people's day and not making them question why they turned this on for an hour and a half. Whatever. But until next exactly. time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.